I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Early Work. It's Series 2. I hope you like basic creative writing. I clearly do. If it's your first time, then this is the show in which I ask guests to dig out their old poems, or their short stories, or song lyrics, or scripts, or their drawings, or very specific fanfics. Maybe a seven-year-old's newspaper, the Daily Blah, great names like Gigi Hurst and Peter Makalele are, a musical about Jankelson, but it's an ensemble. At least this time you're not getting pranked by a dumb womble. An elephant never forgets about an 18 book pad. Just want you to call me Pussy Man, or maybe Good Lad. My cricket team, Cook'em Dean. Biggest scene, Crooked and if I have a dream, believe it's that I'm in a dream. Hide my head in the oven because George Sampson's on to me. I knew I should have changed my name to Cameron123. The best plays have Tony Blair in the auditorium or someone dresses an egg exposing their legs to the audience. Write a letter to Philip Seymour Hoffman and send it off. An 100% American defender of rock. Slice and dice, baby, and maybe I might panic. And by the way, this is all taking place on the Titanic and it's sinking. Welcome to a new series of Early Work. That was my poem all about series one of early work. Um, so if you didn't understand the references, it's because you've not done your homework. And it was written in the style of my 16-year-old poems that I read out on this show all the time, except with a lot less pure teen horniness and a lot more Mickey Mouse Club. We had a very successful first series of this podcast. We won World's Best Podcast at the World Podcast Awards. And we also won Fittest Host. And we broke our personal record for downloads, which previously stood at zero. So congratulations to us. And when I say us, I mean me. I'm alone. I'm alone in a room at the moment, writing poems about myself. Anyway, kicking off series two, my guest this week is the unique genius Catherine Cohen. She's an American comedian and, frankly, poet. Although not at all in the vein of that poem I just did. Hers are actually very good. Catherine was kind enough to speak to me extremely soon after waking up, something I would never do. Um, And she spoke all about her school talent shows, some British advert impressions, uh, potential hit singles that she wrote in the bath when she was younger. She also brought a massive, like, 60-page document of angsty poems all about one guy. It might be early to call this one of the all-time classic podcast episodes, but this one is minimum 
genre-defining. Enjoy. Joining me this week on Early Work uh, is Catherine Cohen. Hello. Hey! Um, for those of you that don't know, listeners, Catherine Cohen is probably best known for coming to a South American-themed sports bar in East London that I was in, <laughs> drinking seven glasses of water and then immediately leaving. <laughs> Oh my god! I forgot about that. That was when that was like that was the very week COVID started, and you were like making jokes oh, yeah. that like I was oh, going to yeah. get it from being in the bar, and I was like I had a show, and I was just trying to hydrate. You know why? It's because I'd come from a massage. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I, you, oh, I do remember you talking about that massage. Quite wait, a lot, I'm so, I need I need all the millions of listeners to know that I can't see your face right now, so we're really really just vibing on audio. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd come from an absolutely devastating massage, one in which this woman was like just kneeling on me and ruining my life. And so I, I when I walked into the, what was that bar? Yeah, it was like, a, it's, the kickball, oh, it's called the something foosball? like, yeah, it's got foosball everywhere. That's right. Um, yeah, and I had just been hustled by um, an Armenian man at foosball who asked if he could just can I just play on your table I'm just trying to make friends in England and then he came he just like was amazing and then another guy arrived and he was like this is my coach and he wasn't in any way being sarcastic uh, yeah you guys told me that and I thought you were joking yeah I mean, it's not it was it we were I think quite angry I think you guys were just like, really pissed yeah. off about it you guys were having a cute um, little boys day but yeah I forgot that that was the that was the day that this all began yes because that was that, it you because you went but, home immediately like, yeah i think after day, that right? yeah i did my show and then i got home at like i got to the back to the hotel at like 3 a.m and my parents texted me that that you know the reason we all knew it was real was because tom hanks got it and we were like yeah. shit we have to i have to fly back to new york <laughs> because tom hanks has corona <laughs> <laughs> so where are you you're the you're the first american guest and you are in la I'm first of all honored to death. I'm, I'm honored to death. That's how I died. Um, <laughs> I am. Yeah. So I'm in LA because basically I, I'm on a, an all American road trip with my lover. I drove to Texas to be with my family. I drove to Utah for a family vacation. LOL. Then we drove to LA. So I just got here two days ago. And so I got this Airbnb and I was showing my boyfriend. I was like, this is the Airbnb I got. And he was like, that looks so familiar. And I was like, what? And then he was like, hold on. And then he pulls up this porn that was shot in this Airbnb. <laughs> I guess like this porn star he likes, LOL. We're all, he's allowed to like porn stars if they look like me. So he said this porn star he likes um, had filmed a thing in this Airbnb. And so you're looking at a porn set. Can I just say it's not a um, it's not a distinctive Airbnb that I can see in the background of your shot. It's not no, like it it's is. like there's something it is so insane it has these, there. It has these gorgeous like high ceilings and built-in bookshelf. Oh, but also so... my boyfriend watches a lot of porn is the point. <laughs> yeah, but I would have thought the more you watch, the less likely you are to remember the decor. But he has, <laughs> oh, okay. It's he, that's sweet. That, that's sweet that he's watching porn and focusing on the high beams <laughs> of this apartment. He said he remembered it because when he watched it, he looked at the comments and all the comments were like, this apartment's sick. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm coming at you live from a porn set so this episode feels hornier than normal that's why I also woke up three American minutes ago so if I say one thing that isn't funny that's why and for no other right, reason okay. understood uh, yeah. well okay the way this podcast typically starts and this might not be how you want to start your day but it starts with me guessing what the guest was like at school ah! um, <clears throat> so it's quite. This is quite long, actually, compared to normal. But, but right, you're very confident now, right? And that's always fifty-fifty as to whether it's a response to a childhood where you weren't confident, or it's just a continuation of it. 
I am not making a decision. I'm going for both. I've gone for shy kid at school who mm. would then go home and turn into this precocious Broadway star constantly performing shows for her family. Oh, uh, my God. I've said, as you got older at school, I think you had loads of phases. Main one being goth for a year. <laughs> I think you went fully goth for one year and then realized it is extremely inconvenient for anyone to kiss a goth so one day you just came into school exactly back to the way you were pre-goth um, I think you for some reason I think you were obsessed with one celebrity you knew everything about them wanted to copy them all the time and do their sort of moves uh, and based on absolutely nothing except um, you being the same age as me I am going for Christina Aguilera uh, I think um, one of the few people in the world and not oh in a film God. who would actually sit at the back of a science class writing poems instead uh, and hoping no one looked at your notebook. And despite some concerns from teachers and parents along the way that you were going off the rails, came out with some exceptional SAT results. Is any of that correct? Oh, my God. This is perfect because my therapist is out of town for two weeks. So I've been kind of needing this this vibe. Um, the first thing you said is 100% accurate. Like, I was such a little ham at home. And then my, my teachers would be like, she's so, so shy at school. I was scared to take off my sweater. <laughs> Which is home, so well, sad. At home, you'd go you were going mad going crazy yeah and I it's so funny because I it I lived in Houston where it's literally a hundred sorry for those in England but it, I'm going Fahrenheit it was about a hundred degrees every day and I still kept on this thick wool navy blue sweater in the playground because I was like I don't know ashamed of being alive which is that kind of thread has continued but then you missed the mark I wish I had had the courage to be goth for a year I um I did the opposite which is I was really involved in my Christian youth group and uh, that, right, yeah, that, that stunts opposite. you in a really unique way. It kind of like it means that you aren't really exposed to normal pop culture because you're reading weird books about like girls who like were prostitutes and then renew their virginity. I was obsessed with this book called Redeeming Love about a prostitute who then like finds God and, and he grants her her second virginity. I wish I could see your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty positive face, I must say. So I wish I was goth for a year. And then the celebrity obsession. No, I think because I was so into like talking about God with my friends. LOL, I'm laughing, but there is pain. I didn't get too into pop culture, though I was um, clinically addicted to Ashton Kutcher and had like a big picture of him on my camp trunk. Really? What were, you, were you a big um, what were you into of Ashton Kutcher's were you a big punked fan? <laughs> no, just I was into the way that he I was really interested in the way that he looks. Right. Sexually. Okay, so your big things were your, your things I were was, God, um, reading stories about someone getting their virginity back and being sexually attracted to Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, while like humping my hand on the floor of my bedroom for like six hours at a time, and then being like, well, "This is wrong." <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see why I didn't go for that as a guess because uh, even if I'd <laughs> even if I'd written that as my guess and got it correct, I don't think either of us would have felt great. <laughs> um, did you write poetry at the back of science lessons? Yeah, class, it's, science class. So for for those at home, I kind of I told Reese that I I recently unearthed, as if you will, a sixty-seven page word document of my high school poetry. Yeah, I would, um, yeah, like in my little notes, I would just write little phrases. Basically, I was always um, experiencing the amazing emotion of unrequited love, and so that really gets you going. I'm sure you're familiar with the the topic. Oh, you're sure. You're sure I'm familiar (laughs) with the topic. Uh, I I know you have it all now, but yeah. Now I'm batting uh, away suitors with a stick, but at the time, if you can believe, no one wanted to touch me at all, even a little bit. 
But were you not, you wouldn't have agreed to that anyway as a devout Christian, surely. I know. It was bizarre. It was like, yeah, I contained multitudes, but no one yeah. wanted to touch me until I was, uh, I think, 17 years old. Isn't that sad? I mean, that's not too bad. Some of us would have killed for 17. <laughs> I feel like in England, everyone's like, I lost my virginity when I was eight years old. <laughs> okay, is that really? bad? Okay. Is that bad to say? Well, yeah, but I think you're just more you're more sex positive. So there's less shame around it. Well, also, isn't the age of consent sixteen? So you get like a lot of pregnant fourteen year olds here. Oh, awesome! Does that not happen in Texas? Um, I don't know. Not I didn't know any, but I'm sure there are some. Okay, so when you agree that you would go home and then. I don't know, maybe do performances for your family, having been shy at school and stuck in a jumper. What sort of stuff <laughs> would you have been doing? Like, w- would you have been forcing your family to watch you do? Or were they encouraging it and did they want you to do it? I was actually obsessed with imitating this uh, commercial that did a British accent. It said, I would go around, I would say, I would thought it was so good. I would go, soft caramel chocolate. <laughs> and I would say that all the time. I'd be like, listen, listen, listen to my accent. I'd be like, soft caramel chocolate. And then I also, I, and I stand by this and I've talked about this, I've talked about this publicly many times, but one time I was taking a bath, I was very, very young and I had the idea for what I thought could be the most famous pop song in the world. I was like, I, I honestly, I was like Spider-Man. I was like, with great power comes great responsibility. I was like, what am I going to do? I have this amazing hit. Like, should I share it with the world? And I was like in the tub by myself thinking about it. And the song was <laughs> just a chorus, but. He goes, are you ready for some home-cooked loving? If you want it, it's right on the stove. You'll get it easy and you get it quickly. Are you ready for some home-cooked loving? I mean. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean, yeah, I would buy that. It's kind of a country, it's a country hit. But I could be crossover, I could be Taylor. Give me a few years. That's uh, some home-cooked loving. I mean, that sounds like a, co- a commercial as well. I mean, if you're doing soft caramel chocolate and then home-cooked loving, I can see where your influences come from. Did you only watch adverts? Uh, yeah, I watch so much TV. It's funny because now I do voiceovers and I'm obviously incredible at it. And I'm like, oh, the, all the millions of hours of watching TV has paid off. I'm always like, pens, buy a fucking pen. <laughs> For those at home, I did hold up an amazing pen and kind of act, did an act out too. So what did your, I mean, I don't know really how to ask this, but did your parents hear you say soft caramel chocolate and then encourage you to pursue a career in the arts? Because <laughs> um, uh, how old were you doing that? Because if you're a kid and you can do a good British accent, surely they're like, <laughs> well, yeah. actually it's kind of creepy. It's a bit creepy, but. It's totally creepy. Um, yeah, I, I guess I started then doing community theatre shortly thereafter, but. Uh, you know, the hero's journey meant that I, I never got the parts I wanted. So I was always kind of like, oh, put me in coach. So that's why I had to make my own work. Otherwise, I'd be, you know, yeah, it's you get it. I did that. I did um, the equivalent of community theater. What was that? Uh, well, just the same. I just did like a drama group, essentially, is what it would be called. Local, oh. a local productions of things uh, as a child. I was like 10. How old were you? Uh, I guess like how I I think maybe around like eight or nine. Wait, what was it like? Were you like act like? Why did you start doing it? Yeah, it was just acting, and I did one. I went there, and like we would go there and improv all the time. So they would. Uh. We would go That's and it so wasn't fun. Like impro- it wasn't like improv like you would get like now that you'd go and see a show of improv. It was more just right. like they would say. Um, 
you got to write, this is your group. There'd be 30 of us, and they go, right, you five are in a group, and you've got to come up with a play about marriage, and you've got 10 minutes. That's and so then fun. perform it to the group, and then we would go off and, like, cut, basically try and write a skit. And oh my god if i, mean, I have a kid like, like and it comes up with one idea i'm gonna destroy it's gonna be so emotional like watching a kid have an idea is so cute like in an improv well, class how did, did you present did you present your home cook loving song to anyone did no i kept home cook loving to myself until a few years ago but it stuck with me <laughs> what <laughs> well, what do you mean in, what do you mean a few years ago what is this like a- like literally like last year on my podcast i was like you guys i had this really good idea for a song once <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and they, we all agreed that it was amazing <laughs> so if any that. and if any record execs are out there you can buy home cooked lovin for a small fee reach out clearly you wanted to perform because you were performing at home coming up with the shit and then you were doing community theater yes there's my- no point at which you took it to school no, my breakout, my breakout moment was in the seventh grade I, at age 12. My mom had taken me to New York to see my first Broadway show. We saw Hairspray the Musical, and I came back from New York and was like, oh, I'm going to audition for the talent show. And I sang uh, Good Morning Baltimore from the musical Hairspray, and it, it was a smash hit. I styled myself with a skirt from Abercrombie Kids and a side ponytail. And, uh, yeah, I, I only got, I got second place because the girl who got first place was, like, an v- extremely accomplished violinist who, like, was so talented. And I was like... Whatever, that's boring. <laughs> yeah, as if singing a song that someone else wrote isn't boring. <laughs> well, she, presumably she was playing a song that someone else wrote. You, okay. you'd never know with violin. Amazing but, point. You would never know you, an original. There's no way to ever know if someone's playing an original song on the violin because who has who's heard a violin solo? Did you then go and do loads of performing at school? Yeah, yeah, I did so much. After that, I did tons and tons, and uh, yeah, but never. I was like funny in life, but I never like wrote anything. I was too embarrassed. So I was just like, I'm an actress. And I would write right. my little secret poems. But I'm realizing when I was looking through this famous word document, which will be published in a coffee table book when I'm dead, uh, a lot <laughs> of the poems are actually songs. Like they have guitar chords. And then I, I wish I had a guitar here because I would have tried to play one. But then I can like remember the tune to some. It's really, it's really a lot. Great. Well, I mean, I don't see why we should wait any longer. We've heard so much about this, about this poetry document. So it's, it's all on word. Mortifying. Loads. Not many people have their stuff. I mean, all of my stuff is uh, on documents, except for this one today, actually. But not many people have that. Almost everyone comes on this show having dug around in an attic to find a book. Yeah. Well, that's much more romantic. But I. I actually, and the sad thing is I was home with all my old stuff, but I was too lazy to even look. But the thing is, so I guess before my freshman year of high school, so I was, I guess, 14, my um, parents got me a laptop, which was mind-blowing. And so I would sit in my room on my laptop and just typey, typey, typey. Everything that I've wrote is almost exactly the same. You'll see it's horrible. Reading it was incredibly painful. But I also, I'm far away from it now that I like, I love her. Great. Well, I love that well, chunky little wanna, queen. Um, do you want to feel incredibly painful again and uh, read me a poem, please? This is good because I was worried you were going to make me like send you the document. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I can't be asked to read it. I don't want to read it. You read it. This is so <laughs> rough. Um, they're also so long. So, oh, this, I'll start with this one. <laughs> okay. And you were, okay. but just for context for the listeners, you were 15? I believe so. Yeah, I remember like freshman and sophomore year of high school was really when I was getting into it. And at this age, had you already you done the hairspray thing by this point? Totally. I was in show choir, but uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I wasn't, I did everything, a little bit of everything. Okay, cool. I'm good at everything except for soccer. <laughs> right. <laughs> and wait, there was one other thing I realized I was bad at recently. Oh, puzzles. Soccer and puzzles, your so, two vices. Yeah, everything else I'm pretty much amazing at. <laughs> Doing a puzzle is so boring, I could kill myself. Um, Why are you anyway. bad at soccer? Uh, so much running. Right. But I can, can run like it. in a romantic way. Like if I'm like listening to music being like, I got it. Like I love being like, I'm a, I'm a law student, like with everything to lose. And I'm kind of like jogging <laughs> to the park and it's freezing cold. There's no one else out there. But soccer, I'm just like in the field being like, wait, you guys, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, so you, but you, but so, but, but, but that's clearly you're good at things. Cause you imagine this uh, alternate reality <laughs> where you can live out this other fantasy, but can't you just picture it, that you don't have any kind of fantasy that involves this character playing soccer at any point. Oh, when I think of soccer, I just think of that like painful metal kind of like bloody feeling in your chest when you've run too far and you're like, I was not made for this. Also, right, it's boring. Okay. It's like you have hands, honey, use them. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Let's go. Um, that's how I feel. Okay, so this is an amazing poem. This, this one's untitled. Um, it's also, I'm not sure where it ends. We'll find out. Okay. Okay. It's raining, or at least it is in my mind. It's snowing, or at least it feels like it is all the time. And you never lied to me, never said I would take her place. But why did you solve all your problems with a simple trade? I'm drowning, or are these just tears in my eyes? I'm sighing, or am I just about to finally realize? I asked you a simple question, and you gave nothing in reply. I thought you might have been different. Now I have no idea why. Oh shit! Wow, <laughs> you guys, wow. Reese is crying. Reese is sobbing, crying. <laughs> well, you can't see it, that at home. Or it's either raining or I'm drowning from tears in my eyes. <laughs> um, that yeah. is, I mean, that's madness. It's raining in my mind. Is such a good way to open poem if you are 15. You must have, you must have like, you must have typed that and then stepped away from the laptop for two days. I could tell I was so proud happy. of this one because I made it a different font and like kind of spaced it out like stanza wise. Oh, because you were picturing it. Or you're already picturing it in a book, this one. Of course. It, yeah, it's in book font. What font is it? Um, I, I don't know the name, but it's kind of, it's got a, it's Times New Roman-esque. It, which one is Seraph and Sans Seraph? Or which one has the feet? Don't lie to me. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, lie okay, know, to me. It's, it's the one with the, the feet. It's, it's, the, oh, right, it's right, one with right, the feet, okay. which so encourages like academic reading. Whereas without, when you don't have the feet, it encourages kind of like advertisements, playful, playful splash. And you went for purely academic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's raining. Or at least I it like is. that you the the um, rhyming realize and eyes. <laughs> um, it always reminds me of that thing that when I was fifteen. People used to always everyone's MSN screen name when they were fifteen was real eyes, real eyes, real lies. Yes. Which was like the most the most exciting, like deep, impressive thing you could ever imagine hearing when you're fifteen. And then you did say, Oh, I'm drowning, all these might just be tears in my eyes, and this has made me realise and I was like, she had so to. close. What was your um, um what was your you MSN have, name? Uh, it would have been oh well I'm such a I'm such a prick that uh, I'm pretty sure my MSN name would have been my full name as a oh. statement 
I'm one of those pricks. Right, you're been... like, look at all you guys with your silly names. It was ironic. Everyone else's was like song lyrics, and mine would have been Reese William Jones, which is my actual full name. It would have just said Reese William Jones, just to be like, guys, let's be serious for a second. Wow. But actually, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unbearable. Yeah. I mean, the worst kind of prick in the world. Um, and then for a while, I remember, I think I had a name that was um, out of square brackets. If you put square brackets together in a certain way, you could sp- and, and capital D's, uh, uh-huh. you could spell pimp. <laughs> you could make them spell pimp, and it'd be really thick. Oh, pimp! Um, <laughs> and it would look really cool. <laughs> that's it so like funny. Just normal fun. <laughs> but I think it was pimp for a bit. So it's a mix, that's really, amazing. between my full name and pimp. Um, <laughs> One and the same. Yours? Any I had yours? a bunch. I had a bunch. Uh, the most embarrassing one was CCC, which is my initials. It was CCC Abercrombie because I was obsessed with Abercrombie and Fitch. Great. But the clothes Great. never even fit me because they make such tiny clothes. So I was like pretending I liked it because I wanted to be like thin and sexy. Right. Oh, I just found the most also- amazing song. My friend sent me the most amazing song. Um where there's a line where this woman goes, this rhythm makes me feel so sexy and hot. And I can't stop thinking about it. I forgot the name of the song, but whenever I hear something, I'm just like, that makes me feel so sexy and hot. <laughs> and that's what you felt when you were a kid with every when time I was, you looked on the Abercrombie website. I really did. Like, it's all these blonde people just like writhing in pleasure. And I was like, this makes me feel so sexy and hot. I have to buy that T-shirt. <laughs> And that, and then you got in the bath and you wrote that song. Exactly. Uh, did everyone, when you were at school, was everyone wearing Abercrombie and Fitch? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it's so stressful, isn't it? Oh, it's hell. I mean, thankfully, I had uniforms in right, school. Right, right, right. But the week, I mean, the weekends, all bets were off. It was like, you know, tiny denim skirts and little yeah. tops. Oh, it's mortifying. Oh, God. Um, well, that's a pretty deep poem. Do you have any memories of who it refers to? Especially when you're like, I asked you a simple question. I thought you were different. I guess you're not. Do you know any who that could be about? Yeah, they're literally all about this guy I was obsessed with in high school who like had a girlfriend and didn't care about me. And I was like, totally in denial. I would like, I would truly like a cartoon, look out my bedroom window and be like, someday I'll get out of this town and he'll realize what he's missing. <laughs> um, but I think he was just really happy with his girlfriend. <laughs> Have you? Um, are you aware of what he's up to now? Yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what's he up to? Not my story to tell. I think he's thri- thirty, flirty, and thriving. Right. Okay. That yeah. sounds like another one of those lyrics. Totally. Um, Ah, oh, so he never. There was never a moment. There was never like a Hollywood moment where anything happened. I really happened. thought. I really believed like if I like went to prom or something, or like by the end of high school something would happen. But then it just really never happened. And then honestly, after it was one of those things where as soon as I went to college and met like one other person, I was like, whoa, and like forgot about him. <laughs> but when you're, you know, when you go to, you go to school with the same people your whole life, and you're just like, there's no one else new. You're just like, I'm obsessed. But then I got to college and like one person yeah, wanted to touch me go. and I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> okay, well, let me have, let me have another poem. Um, oh, wow. Now knowing that it's probably about this guy. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is really mortifying. Okay, this one, and this is one where I remember kind of the tune of the song, but I'm going to read it first. Okay. <laughs> He's like, you really don't need to sing it. That's not what this is <laughs> no, about. And I'm like, I know, stop begging me to sing it. Okay, <laughs> I, this I is do called... want you to, but I want to hear it first. This one has a title too, which is really amazing. The title is Right, 
with an R. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Does everyone want to die when they do this podcast? Oh, yeah. Okay, People, cool. do not enjoy, people don't enjoy doing this podcast at That's all. Fu- yeah, podcasts are ultimately harmful <laughs> for society. Okay, right. <laughs> it's simple, really. You drive me crazy without saying a word. Sometimes I wish I was better looking, more like her. But the way you say hello makes everything go. Can't seem to get you off my mind, even though I need to be right or I need to write to feel all right to get away from you. You say I'm uptight, but I'm just trying to fight for something that matters besides tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, wow. It's hard. Yeah, it's definitely, I I mean, it's really lyrical. You know, with the bit when you say... You do all the stuff with right, all the different rights. Oh, yeah, um, I remember I, that part. I need yeah. to be right or I need to right to feel all right. I and mean, then that had a real, realize, realize, realize that, energy exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah. There's going to be kids. If you release this song, there'll be kids with their screen name. MSN screen name is that in 10 years' time when MSN. <laughs> if comes I back. release this song. <laughs> yeah, I have big plans to release this right song. Well, I wonder, what's the. T- do you remember the tune? Hmm. I just remember the beginning. It was like, it's simple, really. You drive me crazy without saying a word. Sometimes I wish I was better looking, more like her. There we go. I don't. I assume the right oh, part's the chorus, yes. but I don't remember. I need to be right, or I need to <laughs> right to feel alright to get away from you. That's good. I would love you to have done a like very cliche American film boombox outside someone's bedroom yes. window thing but it's just you screaming this song uh, at I this need guy to be right. <laughs> while he's next to his girlfriend who he loves very much also what does that mean i need to be right i need to be right yeah i need to be right oh god okay is it the like thing now, I'm gonna there's read two you. options it's like uh, i need to be as in i need to be right for you or like i need to be right like i'm not imagining the way you feel about me like i'm right it, i mean yeah if it was anyone else i would say it's surely the former it's surely i need to be right for you but i given that it's you i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it is no i need to be right about this you, you haven't i'm not insane <laughs> type <laughs> a queen so <laughs> wait what's your sign no offense are there any more of these that you know for a fact were songs Oh, there's literally... T- I actually... I thought this would be funny. There's First of all, there's 10,000. But this... There's one part where I write all the titles of songs I'd, uh, I'd completed. So I can read you some titles of the... Com- These are the completed songs of my album. Uh, yes, please. Okay. You're going to love this. Because. Gone. One question. <laughs> blind. Broken. Change your mind. Let go. <laughs> lost and found. Three years. And then there's actually so many. Oh, this. Yeah. Those are like, those were the hits. Uh, here's another Three one. Three years. There's another one. Rainy there's so day. so much information in those titles. Rainy day messages. Full circle. Might as well. Cross my fingers. Last chance. Showdown. <laughs> Holly. Across the ocean. Oh, my favorite is when there's one where I start talking about like swimming across the ocean and driving 3,000 miles. And it's like, what was I talking about? Like who? That's not. That was completely <laughs> fantasy. And you've never. That's you having never left this, t- this state, this town that you're in. I couldn't even drive yet. And there's a lyric that's like, gonna... I drove 3,000 miles to be with you tonight. 
<laughs> the idea of driving well, that in one that? Why? Why? Who are you? Who are you influenced by at this stage to be writing that? Um, definitely. I try. I definitely was like Taylor Swifty in my song. She had like. I loved her first album whenever that came out, and I also was obsessed with like Michelle Branch and Avril Lavigne. Of course, like of okay. course, all the kind of. I, I loved all that because of the OC. Did you ever watch the OC? Yeah, I was absolutely obsessed with the OC. Yeah, and the soundtracks are so amazing, right? Oh well, yeah, of course, yeah. And I was also like, I mean, I mean, like everyone, but the OC. It was very popular in my school among girls and uh. me. <laughs> Were uh, you embarrassed, or was that cool that you liked it? No, I was just. I thought it was like a cool secret. That it was like, well, I'll just be Seth then. I'll just be. I'll just become Seth. So I'll wear sweater vests and I'll just like up this neuroses that I don't really have and then I'll like oh this girl I like who happens to look exactly like Summer who has oh. no interest in me oh I guess I'll do these gestures oh is this real life and when you do a gesture like that it's actually really embarrassing oh yep. my god the uh, hallelujah moment oh it was all that shit yeah standing on a coffee cart type stuff I didn't quite do that but I didn't not do that oh my god whatever happened with you and her oh you know Obviously nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not. It's exactly the same as your story. Have you I done? Mean, have you ever in life done like a romantic gesture and it like was you know well received? Good point. I don't think so. Really? Um, not for someone that I wasn't already in a relationship with, and then the gesture uh, was just like something, doing something really thoughtful. But oh. in terms of like an actual gesture to try and like win someone's affection, of course not. Ugh, gross. Imagine <laughs> someone doing that. Ugh, yuck. It's horrible. Why would you want that? It's so embarrassing. It's so fun though when you, the other person wants it. I thought you would never. I, I thought you weren't coming back. I thought you were never would never call. Yeah, so I mean, I've never been subtle enough that when I do it, someone goes, oh, "I had no idea." They go, "Yes, I know. I know I that you want a, that." I had this guy. Um, <laughs> I made it clear. This guy write me like these postcards, these love letters, and I was like so enamored. And then I found out a few months later that he had been doing it to like tons of girls just like sending out these like love letter postcards while he was on tour and just like seeing what stuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mortifying. i mean that is what an old what an old romantic way of the group text that is uh, yeah any, i once I okay like, so yeah no 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 go ahead gesture i did for this summer person was uh well, this wasn't a gesture. This was like a Hail Mary right at the end when she, <laughs> it, clearly it wasn't going to happen. She started seeing this guy who I was friends with, kind oh. of. So I wrote and posted through her letterbox a poem called Without You, where <gasps> every line started with the phrase Without You. That was so intense. And then when we sort of like <laughs> met up and had this conversation where she basically said, nah, come <gasps> on. Oh, so no. you did. Oh, my God. Uh, I, then said, I, then, I then said a line that Seth says, to summer and that she didn't know and then i went home and then immediately like what was the line by the way that was uh it was i guess i I can't remember the line exactly but it definitely ends with i guess i'll go find someone else to walk all over me oh my god okay it's a great line though there's just so i'm like scrolling through this it's just so dark okay give me another one Oh my god I can count on my fingers the times we've spoken Could recount every word, every thought unbroken You remembered my birthday when night became day I hang on too closely to the words you say 
don't know what it is, but it shows you're different. I try to let you know. You smile and resist. This is a really good part. You seal envelopes, but don't address them. Talk to whomever. Don't try to impress them. Lock the door, but keep the window open. Love everyone. Don't love to loathe them. (laughs) You love them. You don't love to loathe loathe them. (laughs) Oh, that's you're really reaching for the rhyme there, aren't you? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. when he, so did this guy send you a birthday text like really late? Like, I don't remember. Midnight? I I, uh, I don't think so. You remember my maybe. birthday when night? Oh, my, maybe in the morning, first thing in the morning. My birthday's famously in day. summer, so maybe I was maybe we were apart and he called me or something. What does this? What does all that mean about you steal envelopes? What was it? You steal envelopes and don't address them. <laughs> you seal envelopes but don't address them. Uh, I think it's some sort envelope. of saying you have these feelings but you're afraid to express them. Okay, that I just rhymed again. Wow, wow. Uh, genius new, alert. <laughs> Alarm edit. starts sounding. Confetti falls well, in the sky. What is the next line? Is that better than the next line? <laughs> you, you see the envelopes, but you, you refuse to address them. And what's the next actual line in the poem? Talk to whomever. Don't try to impress them. Yeah, I think that's an improvement. What I just uh, yeah. improvised. And I learned improvising from you because you studied it as a kid in England. Of course. Yeah, exactly. And then I was Oliver. Um, now, <laughs> did you say talk to whomever? Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were chucking out a whomever, were you? <laughs> <laughs> I really would spend a lot of time on the thesaurus, which you can tell. Yeah, did you... Were you on um, rhymingdictionary.com or whatever it's called? First of all, I still use that all age. the time. It's brilliant. Yeah, me Don't too. you love rhyming dictionary? <laughs> <sighs> I'm having this experience where, like... You know when sometimes, like, a part of your body just hurts and you're like, Cool. My upper butt hurts, like my lower back and like, but anyways, this is really... As a direct result, is it as a direct result of having to read old poetry? I think I'm accessing the emotional trauma in my upper butt, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll do a whole other podcast on that kind of pain I'm experiencing. So this is all still the same, this is about the same guy? Um, I'm trying to think, I, I definitely had more than one crush, like I had another crush in high school who I then actually eventually did make out with drunkenly outside the drive-thru of a taco restaurant. Um, but then we all pretend that it didn't happen. All of us as a community. Why did you pretend it didn't happen? I, I think Please he, don't I think tell we, me the truth. I think he was just, like, embarrassed because he didn't like me. Like, I think everyone oh. knew I liked him, and he just, like, didn't like me. I was like afraid me. you were going to say that. Right. I was it's, afraid you were going to say that he said, don't, don't tell anyone. He, he kissed you and then immediately said, don't tell anyone about this. No, it wasn't like that. It, everyone knew. It was just because it was like in front of our friends and stuff. But it was just like he didn't. I kind of thought afterwards, like, oh, maybe like he likes me after that. Like, we'll hang out. But he was just like, hey, what's up? Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> Which God. is so cool. I learned that's actually cool. Then in college, I became so closed off and so scared of rejection that I would literally just like be a bitch and like think I was protecting myself. And then guys would be like, wait, did you like me? And I'm like, because like, you're an, oh, you know what I mean? Check my, check my word documents and you'll know. I've mm-hmm. written albums about you. Okay, let's have, I think before I, before I score this work, I need one more example to give me a, you know, a fully rounded opinion. I'll pick, any, I'll pick a dumber one. Let me go to the very beginning, see what we got up top. What's this, <laughs> uh, does this document have a name? What's it saved as? Well, the only reason I had it actually was because I I had a friend who was doing this project where he was like running a shit ton of text through this like app he made and then he would give you like a few lines. 
So I was like, I actually have this doc. Let me actually find it because it's really. Oh, this is funny. Yeah. So he said, this is in 2016. Um, <laughs> I was like, don't read the document, but here it is. It was just called writing. But do you want right. to hear the things that his machine came up with, actually? So this is this is an app where you give it loads of text and then it comes up with something based on what you wrote, as in, like, another thing you might have written. Or it must it must be some kind of... I don't I should know this, but it was something where it was, like, it takes the words you used a lot and puts them all together. This is so funny right, because right, one, okay. of, so yes, one we, of the things that came up when he did this was a poem that he titled, Me Feel. <laughs> it is, I'm like, okay, this is actually a good one. It says, me feel because you everything. All right, you voice, I my hands. You familiar, me laugh because me girl. You just a rumor. You just a boy. You just a number. And me wish because you everything. <laughs> That's actually amazing. <laughs> me wish That's because great. you everything. That's great. That's just like, yeah, that's perfect. The bit, you just a boy, you just a number. Um, <laughs> oh, it's rhythmic. It's lyrical. I could imagine you singing that to me over this uh, oh, Skype call. Oh, that's so funny. Totally. Me, it's called be... Me Feel. But anyways, me the feel. document was called um, <laughs> Writing. Oh, this is, oh, I thought this one was really good. This says, I wrote this in the document. Oh, my alarm's going off. No one. Oh, birth control vibes. Um, okay, it says, <laughs> I, this line is so good. It says, how are you at all in Chicago when you say so many things? And if you've said enough, I can't argue with that. For words myself, I seem to lack. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty specific. That's got to be so specific. That seems like it's about something like such a specific event. I think that's a classic example of like something I didn't actually know anything about. Like I, I definitely yeah. had no connection to Chicago in high school. How are you at all in Chicago? How are you at all in Chicago? How are you at all in Chicago? How are you even at all in Chicago? (laughs) You must, in order for that to make sense, Chicago has to be some sort of mental state metaphor. You must have been 15 going, oh, you're all, you're, you know, like you're all at sea. You're all in Chicago. Totally. It's like a Sufjan song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you all in Chicago? Where are you? I can't access you. Mm. Oh, it's, I love it. It's brutal. It's so Um, beautiful. Okay. I will now score your work. Oh my god, I'm so excited. What's the the rubric? Category is the first category one is originality. Mm. uh, And it's out of five. Mm. And uh, well, I don't know. You said that it was influenced by like Taylor Swift and Avril Lavigne and stuff, but it doesn't feel that. I mean, maybe the album track titles feel like that a bit. (laughs) But, you know, it's raining in my mind. Realize, realize, and eyes (laughs) reminded me of realize, realize, realize. (laughs) But then I liked the simple question. Use simple a lot, actually. I've written simple question. It's simple, really. I mm. like the birthday. Um, birthday as night became day. I just can't figure out what it means. But uh, and also, Birth- I forgot, of course. Well, of course. Right, right, all right. That's crazy original for a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> you really, your... I really got something special, huh? You think, sir? And the, and the, and the poem is called "Right." Ah, oh, you're gonna make it. And then <laughs> uh, the thing about you seal envelopes, but um, <laughs> don't <laughs> care to address them. Yeah, it's original. I'll go four out of five for originality. Wow, thank you. Uh, the next category is um, now this one's right up your street. Pure teen horniness is the next category. <laughs> Very hard to argue with anything other than a five. Off the charts. I mean, it's like, 
it's not directly horny you don't reference anything specifically <laughs> sexual but like i mean come on if we're looking at subtext here <laughs> i mean i've looked at the album track titles i'm wondering what that one question is uh or <laughs> well i mean there's a few of them change your mind let go three years loads of it could mean stuff oh my uh, God. so okay it's a lot about rainy days rainy mm. day messages uh five out of five pure teen horniness wow thank it's you it's got to be and the last category is um, Mickey Mouse Club slash Ryan Gosling Ryan Goose score which is how <laughs> close is it to your work now and does it show the potential of a future star oh my god that's a beautiful way to phrase that thank you so much well <sighs> I mean you do write poems yeah but they're not like this they're knowing they're not earnest you're like, like i regret this. to inform you they are they are like this <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i've learned on this podcast is that i sort of did this to go huh weren't we all so lame and then every guest on this is like that's the sort of thing you would do in your show <laughs> right now every time i read anything they say yeah i mean it seems like you wrote that this morning that's um, <laughs> it's not very similar but it, you know there's definite uh, there's maybe similarities but it's a no it's a bit it's a bit earnestly deep isn't it yeah, it's like I went the complete opposite direction. I'm like, okay, rhyming isn't working and saying vague yeah. sentiments <laughs> yeah. about longing isn't working. So maybe I'll do hyper-specific things that don't rhyme or make any... Or that are so clearly about something very specific. Yeah, I mean, I really like the... You had one in a, a line in a poem recently about wanting to put your arms up in a field and feel less tired. <laughs> I was like, fuck, it's so visceral, the image. And all these images are absolutely nonsense, all the ones that you used to write. It's raining in my mind. It's like, no, it, but the, come on, tell me that you want to put your arms up in a field instead. That there we go. Uh, so yeah. I think I'll go, I'll go two, two out yeah. of five for, for Ryan Gosling, Ryan Goose Court. So, it showed, so my, my early work sh- showed no potential. And yet I've defied the odds. <laughs> By being moderately it successful. No, it, didn't, it didn't show no... Yeah, okay, fine. If that's what you want your story to be. You I like really it. You clambered. You had to clamber Hero's Journey, so Spider-Man. 11, 11 out of 15 is what you got. Um, very respectable score. What's Some the average score? Some to be bad. I don't know. It's probably, probably lower than that. Because I, a lot of stuff isn't very horny, actually. So oh, interesting. So you scored high on that. I'm, I'm honored. I, I like the number 11 because I, I recently got into watching Love Island and there's this clip where this girl talks about how she loves the number 11. She's like, it's just like, it's so cool. Like there's two of them, but they're like together. <laughs> how the two ones are really beautiful. It's actually an amazing, it's honestly poetry. I'll send it to you. Now it comes to the time where I must read you something I wrote. Yes, it's in this finally. book that has a, I'm showing you a Roy Lichtenstein cover. Oh, wonderful. So I'm, this is, I, I would have bought that at 15 in the mm-hmm. Tate Museum. Oh, you must have felt so cool. Oh, I would have thought. I mean, this is, see, he was like a pop art guy, Roy Lichtenstein, and I would have thought he was the best artist of all time because it is literally cartoons. Did you lay on uh, the floor at the Tate and, like, look at the sky? I mean, I definitely wouldn't have had the confidence to do that. Oh. <laughs> I would have been like, no, mums, don't make me do that. I just want to walk around and try and look uh, enigmatic even though I'm a 15 year old dork with braces that at no point has anyone ever wondered what they're thinking did you Uh, have did you have a goth phase no but I was like uh, not outwardly I was like a little emo kid in my bedroom I feel like I've seen pictures of you where you have like swoopy hair yeah, I, did, I had long hair, yeah. yeah, I, had yeah, that yeah. Univer- and- I had that at university as well. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> and didn't you do slam poetry? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I would argue no, but uh, I definitely have done things that um, rhyme in shows before. But I, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 
it was always meant to be it was always tongue in cheek but it's right, like right, yeah, right. I, can't, I can't really defend it when people go that sounds like your stuff now I'm like I can't really defend that because I am mocking that stuff but it does sound the same yes um, I understand this poem it doesn't have a title but it does have a theme that you'll notice pretty quickly so uh, <laughs> I regret wasting time I regret chances missed I regret each mistake like a step we take and then dismiss Ooh. I regret <laughs> I regret always denying the silver lining. I regret lying and regret too hard trying. I regret hugs instead of kisses. I regret my selfish wishes. I regret not catching you before all the other fishes. I regret the fact that this is now. I regret the why and how. I regret the text and sex and will regret whatever's next. I do regret any vex like a hex of regret and neglect. I regret always trying to be correct. I regret upset and yet I sit upset to regret. I digress that I regret what's not happened yet. I regret backward steps. I regret tomorrow. I regret words I'll borrow and fads I'll follow. I regret this wallow in self indulge sorrow i regret being shallow i regret being hollow i regret my selfish pretense of never finding any bliss i'll probably regret writing this yeah okay that's actually good okay first of all it's it's, um, it's like a rap look at all that internal rhyme vex hex. yeah well that's it in it that's the slam poetry angle but i um, like how you regret the sex i'm like that's right <laughs> uh 100% i had not even come close to losing my virginity yeah of stage. course of course i also like that i regret hugs instead of kisses <laughs> yeah, as if yeah, you, as, you as if you open the wrong door. <laughs> You're like, oh shit! I want. I should have gone for kisses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like those options are. I think it's just me saying I regret being nervous. I regret always being nervous, but you can't regret that. You, you are that. I don't know. I think I'll um, regret writing this. Is a is a. It's, it would sky score high on the Mickey Mouse Club. I think it. It's sort of you know. Okay, well, self referential. Okay, so I read. Yeah, so I read that back and I was like, oh, that's clever. That's a clever way to end this poem where you yeah. start every line with I regret. And then I remembered, I plagiarized that from a MySpace bulletin that a boy called Matt did. <laughs> I think that's fine. I think that's pulling from something that wasn't, you took it and you elevated the form. Uh, I do need you to score my work, actually, on the same categories. Okay, great. So, um, and you can so- be as honest as you want. So category one out of five is originality originality uh i don't know i I think maybe a four because yeah some of the sentiments sure i've heard but i think the ending really takes you to a special place and i also think vex and hex like i wouldn't have gone there (laughs) i mean it definitely screams rhyme zone but i'm okay with that that's rhyme zone all over yeah and that's me typing sex into rhyme zone that's Uh, so hot (laughs) (laughs) you got so worked up doing that you're like oh fuck yeah (laughs) rhyme this world it is embarrassing as a 15 year old that like that's sort of when you start just googling sex oh yeah i would google that um, but you're like you just oh sex and then i'm i'm doing it the only reason i'm searching that is uh, (laughs) because i need to rhyme (laughs) i need a line for a fucking poem about being alone I was obsessed with watching I was too scared to look at porn So I was obsessed with watching Or looking up like sexy movie scenes I would just type like sexy movie And it'd be some woman from the 80s like ah, Take my clothes off <laughs> <laughs> So I was like being flung against a wall Like yes And like her has a terrible haircut And I'd be like oh. <laughs> Okay so that's my first score And then what's the second category? Pure teen horniness Okay yeah I mean five You regret you, you, the idea of you regret ha- having had sex and then regretting it is so evolved. Uh, yeah, I've imagined having sex and 
thinking it was a bad decision. Like, yeah, you were like really like <laughs> I, you in your mind. You were like, oh, I shouldn't have like gone over there that night. Had that one night stand. God, I'm so fucked up. I can't keep it in my pants. What's wrong with me? I'm a monster. I'm trying to be the sensitive guy, but in reality, I'm just like a man. Like you were really, you were really going for it. So that's a five. And then Mickey yeah, Mouse. I, was, yeah. I think I said previously that I would give you a five on Mickey Mouse because the ending implies that you have this kind of level of self-awareness that most teens do not. Right. Okay. Even though it was stolen, but yeah, I suppose that. It's a, I don't. That I is, don't think it counts as stolen if it's not from a poem. It's like if I see it, okay. you know, I'll see a phrase sometimes and be like, oh, that would go good in a poem. Or like I'll hear something, I'll hear someone saying something on the phone in passing and I'm like, oh, I should write that down. That's so funny. Are you telling me that you overheard someone say they want to put their arms up in a field and then you just thought, <laughs> oh, I'll use that? No, that was, that was 100% uh, pure, pure <laughs> desire. Uh, right. So I got four, five, five. So I got 14. That's so, 14 I'm so proud. Hey, look at me. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. That means that I win because you only got 11. But Fuck. the message of this podcast, as always, is that we are both losers. Uh, <laughs> now, do you want to get in touch with your younger self for one final time by reading this out? Okay, this one, I really, I worked really hard on this one. Okay, what's this one called? I think it's called The Town. Great. Shut up in boxes, he said. And I laughed, leaned back in my chair and proceeded to scratch the cardboard encasing my volatile frame and picked at the tape that displayed my own name in black sharpie of course the standard device for listing actors and models who get cast in this life by a hand far removed from the trouble and pain that borders these boxes engulfs and restrains those who feel so removed from all commonplace who feel their art or their music will solve prior mistakes and alas, I am one who says stories can save, but my words leave me empty and my music just drained. So I peer through the plastic pulled taut over cracks, stare blankly at sky with no power to act. Oh my God. I, the, the line, I'm one who says stories can save. You can absolutely murder me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, I like how you refer to my music. My, mu- <laughs> my music uh, that only music. exists on this Word document. That was the early work of Catherine Cohen. Soft caramel chocolate has been ringing in my head ever since we recorded that. Uh, we did touch on the fact that she now does real poems that are very different to the ones she read on this. Um, they're really funny, they don't rhyme, and they're very specific, very interesting. And she sends them out in a mailing list, which I subscribe to, and I recommend it. You can find details of that on her Instagram. Definitely subscribe to that. It's so funny. I think she's got a book of them coming out as well. So why wouldn't you buy that for once, okay? Go and buy it. For once in your little life, go and buy that book. But what a great way to kick off the series. We've got some other great guests coming up and also some good guests. So do make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of those. And leave us a review on your app of choice and tell your closest friends to listen. And set aside, say, £15 cash to give me if you ever do see me in person. Is that too much to ask, for God's sake, all of those things? Bye-bye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.